Aloha and welcome to Elevating Motherhood. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Lori Beth Aldridge. I've taken my passion for conversation, perspective, and supporting moms and turned it into a podcast. My goal is to talk openly about motherhood, offer new ideas, and help moms find their confidence in this busy and sometimes overwhelming world we live in. We're going to dive deep, open up, and elevate motherhood. Thanks for being here with me. Let's get started. Okay, before we get started with today's episode, just know that I record the intros after I do the interviews and to stay on a recording schedule and get you all of these resources and awesome information, I actually have to record this interview with a funny voice and a lot of congestion. So if this is the first time you are tuning into this podcast, know that I do not sound like a frog. I just happen to be a frog mom today. So... That being said, let's jump into this. I'll probably re-record this intro later. So, you know, any of you hearing this, wow, lucky you. And thank you for being here and for being so understanding. I am super stoked to share this interview with you and also tell you about how Elevating Motherhood is coming to life over on Patreon. I am super stoked to let you know that I will be over there on that platform, connecting with you and other incredible mamas. It is such a great space where we can have deep dive discussions about today's topic and every other topic discussed here on the show. And I love the fact that it is off of social media. There's no comparison, distractions, scrolling. It's intentional. We show up in that space and just give to each other and receive as well. And it is so wonderful. You can check it out over at patreon.com forward slash elevating motherhood. There's information over there about what Patreon is, how it works and what's available too. In that space, I'll also be hosting virtual classes once a month for moms. April, May, and June's classes are already up and they are evergreen and so much fun. So informative. You can watch them anytime. And I really hope you'll join me for July's Fascia workshop that goes live on Friday, July 23rd. Sign up this month to be part of the Patreon community and you will be entered in this month's giveaway. Go check out the details at patreon.com forward slash elevating motherhood. I'm super stoked to be in an ad free off social media, no distraction space to connect with you and other moms. It's already been so refreshing and life giving to be able to connect with you deeper over there. I am so excited about it and hope you will join us. Have you ever thought of your life in terms of being satisfied with it or not? To be honest, I'm not sure the thought of whether I was satisfied in my life and motherhood really ever crossed my heart. But when Alyssa Bethke's book title came across my desk, I thought about the notion of satisfaction and it became very clear that while maybe it's something that wasn't obvious to me in the past, upon reflection, I realized that it is something that probably showed up often in my actions and my self-talk and thoughts. So we're going to talk about it today, feeling satisfied in life and motherhood. Alyssa is going to share what brings her peace and satisfaction, and we're going to tackle obstacles to feeling satisfied and just unpack and encourage all at the same time. I'm really glad you're here for this conversation. I know we both hope it leaves you feeling inspired and closer to satisfied. Alyssa Bethke is a fellow Maui mom. She is the mother of three children, Kinsley, Cannon, and Lucy, and a dog named Aslan. She and her husband, Jeff Bethke, are bloggers, YouTubers, and hosts of the Real Life Podcast. Jeff and Alyssa are the New York Times bestselling authors of Jesus Over Religion, and It's Not What You Think, and Love That Lasts. They are passionate about encouraging and strengthening families through their awesome work at FamilyTeams.com. Without further ado, let's welcome the thoughtful Alyssa Bethke to the show. Aloha, Alyssa. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks so much for having me, Lori. I'm so excited to talk this morning. Oh, me too. We are in the same time zone, which seems so rare. Unheard of. <laughs> yeah. And it's so lovely. I'm so happy to support another Maui mom. Mm-hmm. 
I just think that the message that you are putting out there, this notion that you're putting in our heads and our hearts as moms is so important. But before we get into your message and your book, I'd love for my listeners to get to know more about you in your own words. Sure. Well, this is so fun to talk to someone from Maui. Um, I feel like usually interviews, they're always like, wow, you live in Maui. What's it like? So it's fun just to talk to someone from home. Um, so my husband, Jeff, and I, we have lived on Maui for seven years. We originally grew up in Seattle. And we have three kids, very similar to your ages, um, seven, five, and two. And we, um, we just... It's funny. It's hard to know what to say when we get asked, what do we do? Because we have like so many different hats that we do. It's pretty much whatever creative thing we can do to share about Jesus and the gospel and how um, to live for him and be a follower of him. So we have a YouTube channel. We do a podcast. We write books. We um, run an organization called Family Teams, which is just helping to equip families um, to know how to build a legacy and multi-generational family on mission. Um, And so, and we, because we work online, we got to move to Maui, which is really sweet. We really feel like this is a place of healing. And, um, and so it's really sweet to live here and to raise our kids here, but also to be able to host a lot of people that come by. You know how it is. I feel like when you move mm-hmm. to Maui, people come out of the woodwork. They're like, even friends that you weren't really friends with are like, can I stay with you? But um, it's really sweet to be able to host people and just see how the Lord works in their lives and really find a place of rest and healing too. Um, and we're currently, we bought a place up in Olinda. And so we're currently remodeling it to kind of be like a, hopefully the hope is to make it a better and breakfast event space um, to host people and to host events where we get to talk about Jesus. So that's kind of what we do and why we're here. Amazing. We have so much in common. My husband and I renovate houses. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, Linda, you're kind of up in our neck of the woods now. How fun. Oh, yeah. We're up wow. And- people. <laughs> very different. Oh yeah. Upcountry. Mm-hmm. Very different, but you, you get it. You get it. I love how you talk about Maui and the privilege that it is to host people. It's so special when you have people come for the first time and you get to see Maui through their eyes and you just get to host. Mm-hmm. Hosting is just so important. In fact, I just interviewed Abby Turner yesterday about her new book, A Living Table. And we talked about gathering and hosting and how it has everything to do with celebrating welcoming and service and just, oh, so many good things. And you, you nailed it. I think that when people talk about Maui, they're like, wow, Mm -hmm. and they can't imagine it. And then when you're here, it's actually very humbling, very healing and very generous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love the way you describe that. Totally. And the community here is so sweet. You just Mm -hmm. know people. And so we love it here. It really is. Oh my gosh. We're literally gushing. <laughs> how wonderful this is. But it is. It's such an honor. It's just such a gift to be able to to share that with other people. And there is something very special about Maui, which is one of the other reasons I'm so happy to have you on the show because it is just different here. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like the world needs more of that difference, mm-hmm. that different perspective, that that welcoming that warmth, not just literally, but, but also in our heads and hearts too, in community. It's so good. Well, I would love to talk about your book because truth be told, my listeners know that I read all the books before I interview authors. However, I have not read your book yet and I'm super stoked to get it when it comes out on June 15th. But when I read the title, it's called satisfied. And I was so blown away by that concept, because I feel like this is something that is not presented to moms as an option or even a goal or a way of life or anything that's even on our radar. So I feel like you've taken this concept that feels so important and so natural Mm -hmm. and meaningful and put it back on our radar. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I'd love to know what, what prompted you to write a book about satisfaction, especially in your motherhood journey. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that. I love, I was telling you earlier, it's funny that you say that about moms because I feel, I agree with you. I don't feel like satisfaction is necessarily an option when we're in the throes of it. And yet when you go online and social media and you scroll, it's so easy to think of, oh, look at all these other moms that are so satisfied with 
their life and their seasons and why do I not feel like it? So it's almost like a, is juxtaposition the right word? Um, this It can almost feel like this mom guilt of like, oh, I don't feel satisfied, but look at all these women. Or I don't even know if that's an option for me, but it seems like everyone else is. And so it can be very isolating. Um, and honestly, the, the um, whole idea behind it was I found myself um, a few years ago, I was pregnant with our third and I had two beautiful children and I love being, I love being their mom. I love being a mom, um, was married. I got to do the things that I've always dreamed of doing and more. And yet I still found myself in my everyday, just feeling not necessarily empty, but just like not satisfied. Like I would numb out after a hard day of um, parenting or tantrums or just the chaos of in our home or um, would, you know, just spend a lot of time shopping or scrolling through social media. And every time I would come away feeling, oh, that just didn't do what I was hoping it would do, <laughs> you know, looking to it to fill me in some way or to give me hope in some way or joy. And it just never did that. It would be very small or temporary, but not lasting. And I felt the Lord really say, um, Alyssa, I want to just kind of take you into this secret place and minister to your heart and remind you of your first love and how my love truly satisfies. And it's when you're looking to me and in my presence that I'm pouring into you and then you can pour out to others. Mm -hmm. And that is where true satisfaction is. It's not based on our circumstances or um, maybe even, I mean, it's one, like it's, it is, there is a sense of satisfaction when your prayers are answered and being a mom and doing good work and being a wife and having a home, all those things. But at the end of the day, it always will come up short in some way because life has its challenges and we're human and um, we're always growing and maturing and um, really it's only the Lord that can really, really satisfy our hearts. And even within that, um, the truth is that on this side of heaven, we will always have the wrestle. You know, I wrote a book about satisfied, but I'm still learning and still living it out each day of to be satisfied in the Lord. And on this side of heaven, we'll always kind of have that tension and that wrestle of, longings unfulfilled or things that are challenging or things not going the way we hoped and mm -hmm. wanting to be satisfied. And it won't be until the new heavens and earth where we'll never long to be satisfied anymore because everything we've always longed for will be fully, like it'll be full, like we'll be in the presence of God and we won't need faith anymore because our faith will be made sight. And so there's like this, this truth that in our everyday daily life, we can be satisfied in the presence of the Lord, but still it's going to be a wrestle and a tension until the end, you know, when the new heavens and earth come and then we'll be fully just so satisfied, never long again. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what it did really birth from um, being a young mom and how do you do this and what does this mean? Mm -hmm. This sort of self-reliance message of you have to have it all, do it all, be it all, you, and I think it does a disservice because I think it turns a lot of people into themselves and we do have strength within us. We do have values and gifts that we can share with other people within us, but definitely paying more attention to where that comes from mm -hmm. and tuning into our purpose and why we're here and trying to figure that out. And I don't always feel like the answer is necessarily I was just talking with a friend about this external and internal yes, yes. <laughs> that we, we have this intuition that's internal, you know, this message, but I don't think it's just in internal because the Holy spirit comes. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of external, but it's also internal. And I was like, so interesting to like unpack this and try to figure out where this comes from. But basically we don't have to put all this pressure on ourselves, mm -hmm. um, that it's just us, just us, just us. And we can turn to God mm -hmm. and pay attention to that in the messages. And, and it's so funny because now that you put the word satisfaction and satisfied on my radar again, I was like, oh man, yeah, there are trials and tribulations and that's normal. And there are verses in the Bible that tell us that and remind us of that constantly. And just um, the last couple of months, James 1-2 kept coming across my, um, my desk, my inbox, my 
everything from the books I was reading to just like people saying different things. I turned on a song for the kids the other day and it was, it was James one, two. And I was like, yeah, count it all joy. And I was like, yes. And then I talked to my grandma about, you know, what's wrong with the world and how we can fix it. And then we cackle together, you know, (laughs) just have a good time. And she said, you know, I just feel like people don't, consider the downs. Like they're always looking for the ups. They're always looking for the highs, the constant summer all the time. And you know, living here on Maui, there's no such thing as like constant right. summer, even with the illusion of constant summer. Just wait till you come up country. It'll be way more obvious. <laughs> but it, it just accepting that and understanding that message and, and that we're also held during that space mm-hmm. too of the downs mm-hmm. and also in the highs and that we're just not constantly looking for the highs because I don't think that that that's where satisfaction comes in. Cause I can still feel satisfied with that message of, okay, there's a lesson here for me, but I can count it as joy because there is a reason that I need this message and I need this lesson and it will serve me later in life. Also trials give me the opportunity to learn my own strength and, and, just learn constantly all the time. And I feel like that's what we're designed to do. We're not looking to sit on the couch all the time, right? you know, and be comfortable Mm -hmm. because I don't think there's a lot of satisfaction in constant comfort. Mm, That's a good word. Yeah. Which is funny because as someone, I constantly am looking for constant comfort, but it's so true. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. The, um, the trials of life, which we all experience. If you, you know, my youth pastor used to always say, if you're not experiencing trial right now, it's because you just came out of one or you're going to go into one soon. And it's just the truth that we live in a fallen world and learning. I've been learning that um, in this world, you have to learn to hold sorrow and joy together, like sorrow in one hand and joy together. No matter what is going on in your life, there will always be something sorrowful and always be something joyful. And so choosing to look to, um, to still like work through those things that are really sorrowful, but there's always joy in it because God is with us in it. And just like mm-hmm. you're saying, James one, it talks about Canada all joys because he's creating steadfastness in us and that will bring, make us perfect and complete. And so not only is he maturing us and growing us, like you were saying, but we're also learning to, um, we're becoming much more intimate with Jesus as we rely on him, as we are face to face with our weaknesses and our limitations and how our life isn't always a big moment. And I think, you know, going back to what we said at the beginning, it's really hard on social media as a mom, because you can look at everyone's highlights and their big moments. And so I think in our, in our current era, it can be really easy to believe like, oh, my life is unsatisfying if I'm not having a big moment. And instead of like, no, it's those little moments that make up our life. It's the little things that really like the big moments are great, but they're few and far between. It's the little moments of our everyday. And, you know, even if we are walking through a trial or a storm or something really difficult, um, even in our everyday there's still little things like God gives us gifts and there's ways that he shows us his love. And so as a mom, I think it's so important as women, as humans to capture those moments each day. And during COVID, there's a couple months where we took a Polaroid picture every day for like every day for a couple months. And, you know, the day could have been really hard. The kids could have been having tantrums or something hard could have happened. Um, But capturing those five minutes that was really sweet, having popsicles on the lawn or having a picnic on our front lawn for dinner, or doing a nature walk and just capturing those moments. And that is then what you look back on. And even though it was a hard or difficult season, it was like, oh, but look at that sweet moment or look how mm-hmm. God grew our family closer together. Or, you know, there's always little gifts and little miracles um, all around us. We, um, we just have to keep our eyes open and our hearts open to receive that and to call them out. Mm-hmm. For sure. It just reminds me of a moment I had with a friend yesterday. We did an impromptu visit to her house and she has a one-year-old like just turned one. And he is just thrilled at the idea of starting to walk, you know, and he's like practicing his, his walking in between the two of us going back and forth, just giggling, 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 you know, didn't take his first step, but man, we were just enjoying it. And then there was a little bit of a pause and she picked him up and took him over to the papaya trees so he could touch the papayas and all this. And for a moment I thought, 
there is nothing else. Mm. There is nothing else that is more important than, than this moment of, you know, picking up our babies and showing them the world and telling them about it and teaching them and just what a gift that was. And I was thinking about this interview this morning and I was like, this is one of those moments where I recognize that this is a gift and that I feel very satisfied in my role as mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I'm watching my mom friend um, with her baby, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's what life is about. I can't think of anything else that we need to be doing in this moment other than just enjoying the wonder that is a child learning how to walk or, you know, a baby's tiny little hand reaching out and touching the papayas. And I was like, there is nothing more important than this. And I was so grateful in that moment for the gift of friendship, the opportunity just to tune out everything else and, and be there for those small moments as our other kids are like laughing and playing in the background. And I know that that's not it, you know, that's not all of it. You know, some kid trips gets hurt, you know, they break something, they just, all the things that happen, but I really feel like it is very important to hold on to those papaya moments, if you will, where you realize that there is a gift and you are surrounded by wonder. And even if the rest of the world is vying for your attention, Mm -hmm. you can absolutely tune it out and, and be grateful in those moments. And I, I feel like, I don't know how it is for you, but in those moments, I want to acknowledge it and, and be stoked in the moment. And then keep that going with a prayer of gratitude Mm -hmm. of like, thank you so much for the gift of friendship and the opportunity to mother these children, because I see that that is one of the probably most meaningful, empowering, deepest purposes on the planet is to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. But again, you know, you take in the picture of the popsicles, but then also, you know, someone drops their popsicle, you know, like that. It's it's both. It's both. But I definitely try to lean in and not take those moments, the 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 really happy moments for granted for sure. But I think that's the whole point is those moments are even more important because anyone who's a mom knows the sacrifice and the hard moments and the seasons that are just really Mm -hmm. happening. And so those little moments it's even more important to capture those and to call out the goodness of the Lord in those moments Um, Mm -hmm. so that we don't become hard hearted or burned out or, you know, like that we really can see the joy in it and what God's doing in our hearts and in their hearts and the gift that our children are to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Coming back to that for sure. Oh yeah. Hard seasons. I'm coming out of, you know, I'm out of the first trimester. Um, yeah. That was a that was a very woe season. <laughs> oh, but you know it, that I'm not stuck there. I didn't stay there, mm-hmm. and also tried to see the purpose behind the nausea and all of that, because mm-hmm. it, it it did serve a purpose. And thank thank heavens for all the people who reminded me of that, so I can move forward. Oh, well, I'd love to talk about satisfaction a little bit more in terms of motherhood, because when I was thinking about this notion, um, and I don't know if you address it in your book, I kind of feel like moms are encouraged to be satisfied or seek satisfaction or feel happiness or joy outside of motherhood mm-hmm. in messages that we see all the time of like, I miss my life before kids. I wish that I could fit into my genes before mm-hmm. pregnancy. I, you know, I wish for this thing. I wish for a minute to myself. And, and I feel like there's this wishing for satisfaction in their life that does not involve being a mom. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering what does it look like or feel like like to be satisfied in life and motherhood? And do you feel like those two are separate motherhood journeys and then like personal life journeys? Or if even if you feel like it does or doesn't serve moms to like separate the two? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that question. I feel like it's so insightful and um, really true. And I think we have to be really on guard, even as you're saying that, I'm like, Ooh, okay, mm. <laughs> just on guard with what we are um what messages we're reading, what we're putting before our eyes, what we're thinking, um, because those messages are not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> they are not life-giving. They bring dissatisfaction. They bring um, comparison. They bring insecurity. They bring all those things. And so when well, the one I'm especially like the mom gene one, even like that is so, so small, such a small thing. But then when you think about it, it's like, oh, but – you're not fully 
giving thanks for what the season is and that your body changed so that you could create a human and like make a disciple of Jesus and to bring his message forth. Like that is the greatest, um, that is the greatest thing. And if you can't fit into your mom, your pre-jeans, like praise God, because look at what he did because of that. And so um, I think just even that question, it's like, oh yeah, that's just a really good reminder of what we need to be um, guarding against. And then um, your other question, you know, it's funny. I feel like I don't have a clear answer yet. I still struggle sometimes between um, just that whole thing of like mom life and you know, then you have like culture talk about mom bosses and all those things. And, you know, it can go really far as like, oh, just like it can go really far in different ways. And it still seeps into the Christian message. And so, but I think also we have to be careful, like our lives are, it's not one or the other. It's not divided. Like even just the the idea that our bodies are separate than our spirit. That's not true. Like we're all one, our body, our soul, our mind, we're all one. And within that, um, I think we can hold both. Like we are women and we're like created in the image of God and God gave us each unique gifts and unique passions and callings and personalities. And then if you find your, if you're a mom, like that's a role that he's given you, that is such a gift. And, and so to hold both of those things and I Mm -hmm. that they're not divided, you being a mom, like you are exactly who your kids need and your kids are exactly who you need. And just what we were talking about, James, like it to make us mature and complete and to be on mission for Jesus, like your family unit is what is needed to go out and proclaim Jesus and to encourage your community to love your neighbors. Like you, your family is what's needed. And you as a woman is who's needed for your kids. And also your kids are what are making you more like Jesus and um, maturing you, sanctifying you. And so it's all encompassed and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I do think there's truth in, um, you know, taking care of yourself, because if you're not taking care of yourself, you, you can't pour out to your kids. You can't pour out of an empty cistern. You need to be poured into and to, um, do the things that make you healthy and, um, to fill you up. And then on the, as well as all of that, as believers, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. We are filled with the Spirit. And so He will lead us in what Ever season he wants us to be in. And, you know, there's been different seasons in my life. I, my oldest is seven, so we're not like too far in, but like definitely have been through the newborn phase and the pregnancy phase and now into the early grade school phase. And there's different seasons for things. And there have been seasons where the spirit has been so clear to tell me, like, I just need to step back and to be fully at home and fully for my kids and you know, I'm always fully for my kids, but just like, like that is, that's it right now. And then there's, Mm -hmm. you know, this new season, the last year or so where it's the spirit moved in my heart to like, say yes, and to go out and do things and to, you know, have interviews on podcasts and write a book. And, and I think a really good marker of that is, um, if you are feeling fearful of doing something that you feel like this Though God may be calling you to do, then most likely you should do it. Like, mm-hmm. here. but mm-hmm. if you're, if you're being, you know, if you're feeling prideful in it, like I need to do this to prove something or then most yes. likely you shouldn't do it. Right. <laughs> so I think right. for moms, knowing that there's different seasons for things and just being really in tune with the Lord and what he's calling you to, and mm-hmm. maybe sometimes to pull back and it may be sometimes to run hard. Um, but within that, it's all, you know, there's all challenges in it and there's all really good things and to integrate your family with it and to not to not see your kids as a hindrance to that. But like that's who is needed um, on the mission. You're all together in it. And so 
yeah, but I'm still trying to figure it all out too. Like, <laughs> I hear that so much. Have you seen me nodding the whole time? Like you're talking I'm like, yep, uh-huh, yep, all the things. And my notes are so awesome. It's so wonderful. Um, oh gosh, the pride versus service thing. I hear you on that. Just answering callings and stepping back. And it's so interesting because I would my schedule is very fluid. It's not very mainland. It's not very, um, this is what it should look like. This is what a podcasters, you know, this is what other successful podcasters have done. You should do this. And I'm like, you know, mine's just more fluid and I feel more in tune. And Mm -hmm. next thing you know, I have, you know, eight interviews in a couple of weeks and I'm just jam packed. And then there's a lull and then there's this, and then there's that. And, you know, I had a backlog of so many interviews and I wasn't sure why. And I thought, oh, I guess I could try to like pre-plan these all out and space them out and do all the things. And it was like, no, just let it go. I'll just do it. And then I found out I was pregnant <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you for that. And yeah. all this, you know, it's almost like divine timing is a joke. We'll be like, oh man, that was divine timing. And I'm like, no, seriously, guys, it was. Mm-hmm. And if you start living, listening to these things, knowing that in motherhood, your seasons are going to shift and, and you're going to be called to slow down, to pour into your, your family more, to focus on them more, to stay home, not because the government told you to, but because you felt called to in that moment. And I definitely have had that this year of like, yes, out there. Okay. Come back out there, come back. And I definitely feel like it's been a calling and it's interesting to have these goals Mm -hmm. in, in my life and in motherhood and with the podcast and all of this. And the pride versus service idea is, is absolutely it. For example, just this month, um, I, I felt called to teach a creative writing class in my Patreon group. Mm -hmm. And I woke up one morning filled with so much conviction that this is what I was supposed to be doing. And this is the month to do it. And from a scheduling standpoint and and a business standpoint, everyone would be like, whoa, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Are you sure? Do you have the time? Like, you know, it's just what I was told to do. Mentioned it to somebody and they said, I need this right now. And I was like, yeah. So even if it's just for you, and, and I can offer that service and, and be an instrument. Awesome. Yeah. But I'm definitely not teaching this creative writing class because, you know, I have master's degrees in creative writing. It's just like, Hey, I have some information I can share with you that I think would serve you. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a specific, you know, creative outlet or just to tap into your creativity. And it's definitely a feeling of being called and a heart of service rather than being like, I have this amazing thing you should buy, but I'm you know, just a flashy sort of thing. But a couple of other things that you touched on that I really want to highlight and I want to make sure don't get lost. I I appreciate this notion of being on guard. Mm -hmm. And so when we're listening to these messages and what we should have, would have, could have, you know, been doing in our motherhood journey and the comparison starts to come in, just knowing that we can use discernment and be on guard and guard our hearts and our homes and and the messages that come into our life. And just because it's popular on a TV show or just because it's popular literature or popular news articles doesn't mean that we have to integrate that into ourselves. I also loved your explanation was actually perfect Mm -hmm. because I don't think there's ever going to be an answer to that of like, how can we be holistic in our approach, you know, of like holding it all. It is all connected. We can hold both. We're called to hold both. Also, there are certain times where things, our health, for example, or one of our children needs extra attention that we're going to be called to kind of hold that particular branch of us extra. Um, And but truly they're not divided, but we can like turn our focus to that branch that whatever in our life that needs more attention and more love and support, and then give it what it needs and then integrate it mm-hmm. back into our whole, whole self and our whole existence. So I absolutely love that. Your answer was awesome. Yeah. And I think, um, I just want to, I'm just thinking of the young mom and myself and how it's so easy, even if as you're listening to the podcast, you're like, oh, well, these moms have a podcast and they have a book coming out and like they're doing all these things. And I just want to break that down right away. And like, like that's what God has for us right now. Mm-hmm. But it's not always like that. You know, there was newborn phase, like it was way more, I mean, not until this year, it was just way more, um, I wasn't doing this stuff. 
And I'm only doing this stuff because I feel like the Lord really put a fire in my heart and was like, okay, now it's time for you to run right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long that will be, but I want to obey the Lord and I want to do what he's asking me to do. And, and I just want to speak to the mom who's listening right now while she's putting dishes away and just like, you are doing good, good work. And Mm -hmm. I'm so pleased with you. And so to take off that, just like you said, to take off any thought of, oh, you're not doing enough, or you should be doing this, or look at all these women, and you're so far behind. Like, that is not true, and that is not from the Lord at all. Mm-mm. You just holding your baby all day and sitting on the couch is beautiful, and that's mm-hmm. all that you needed. Like, your presence is such a gift, and you don't need to be doing these things or to have a list of accomplishments or when you meet a new friend to say, like, oh, what else do you do besides motherhood? Like, <laughs> Like, you can just... I am a woman of God. I'm a child of God. And that looks different each day. And so to take that pressure off too, like I think our culture and not so much on Maui, but our culture definitely gives the, the notion that being a mom isn't enough when that is a lie. And like, that is such a gift. You're raising disciples of Jesus to be world changers. And, um, you know, when I was writing the book, one of the books that really, spoke to my heart was called this little book. It's like 90 pages and it's called domestic monastery and it's written by a monk. And, um, I'm not going to, I need to reread it. I'm not going to get the story completely accurate, but basically, you know, he had spent like 30 years as a monk and, um, in his cell and praying and being with Jesus. And so you would think that he was just like so holy, right? Like so in tune with the spirit and, and he was, but then he went home to be with his mom and he was just in awe of his mom I was like, wow, like, you know, so much more about the Lord than I do. Like you, you're so much more mature than I am. And just the idea that motherhood is um, making us so much like Jesus. And it's like within, you know, he gives this idea of like motherhood. It's like we're in our little monk cell and this is how the Lord is drawing us to him. And, you know, the, um, the old story of, I think it was John Wesley's mom who had like at least 10 kids and she would put her apron over her head to just pray with the Lord in the middle of the day. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like those moments are, um, are so beautiful and good and holy. And the Lord is just so pleased with us looking to him and relying on him. And I think that's the thing. That is the thing that whatever you find yourself in, whatever season, whether you're, you're out there or in your home or whatever, newborn phase, teenager phase, like the Lord only asked for our hearts and that our hearts would be turned towards him and that we would be in his presence. And when you are, you will know, you will have so much peace about Mm -hmm. um, if there's something that you need to say yes to, or if there's something you need to say no to, um, and to know that your work is good and holy and the Lord is so pleased with you. So Mm -hmm. moms need to hear that every day because <laughs> it can mm-hmm. be so hard to when you don't see fruit right away or when you see other moms and it seems like their kids are reading at the age of four or you know like so mature and you're it can be discouraging sometimes and um so to know that you are doing good and holy work and the lord is just so delighted in you as a mom mm-hmm. i love that i love that you pointed out that this is where we are now this is where we are. This is what we've been called to do. We're answering that calling. That's where that peace and satisfaction comes from. Mm-hmm. Also, I will remind everyone I'm 15 weeks pregnant yeah. and who knows what that's going to look like, you know, and it's, it's interesting because I feel like I'm in the pre-planning phase, if you will, of the business and all of this. And, and in the same breath, I know that I can pretend to know the answers right now or pretend to know what it is I'm going to be called to do or what's going to best serve my family and, and the mama listeners and all of that. But I, I trust instead that I will be shown the path that is of best service and the resources that I'm going to be called to provide for people. I mean, I can't tell you how many moments that I've been like, Oh, that podcast. Oh, this week. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm not sure why. And according to the schedule, that doesn't seem to fit. No, right now. Okay. Working on it. (laughs) I just, you don't know, you don't know. And instead of being nervous or worried about that, not knowing or feeling out of control, 
man, just giving it up and, and really trusting has been completely life-changing for sure. I love this idea of satisfaction. I'd also like to talk just a touch about dissatisfaction and, and what that looks like for people. You know, does it look like constant complaining or wanting something else, but then not taking action on that and just kind of in general obstacles to satisfaction. And I'm wondering if you feel like they're like self-created or external or both. These are such good questions. Do you have like a psychology degree or like? <laughs> I'm I'm just so fascinated by this topic, and I, oh, I've been thinking about it for a bit. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, wow, these are. I should have had you when I first started writing the book. Um, wow, what a good question. I'm sure it's all the things. I'm sure it's self-inflicted. I'm sure that it looks different for different people depending on who you are and how you respond yeah. to. Th- things when life isn't what you thought it would be or um yeah I think that's a lot of the times it like it's just not what you thought it would be whether it's you feeling stuck or you feel like you're still waiting for that thing that you're really longing for and it hasn't come and or you you have the things that you've been longing for and life is still hard it's still difficult you got the new job and Oh, there's still challenges there. You, you got pregnant and you had the baby and wow, newborn, like you're exhausted or you got married or whatever it is. Um, I think dissatisfaction is a very human thing and we're going to feel it and experience it on this, just like I said, like on this side of heaven, because this isn't our home and we're still being matured and we live with sinners. We live among sinners. Like we are still fleshly people and um, and life is going to be hard. You know, the, I just read in John today, like, um, you will find tribulation in the earth, but I have overcome the world. And so in Jesus, there's hope and victory. And, um, and so I think it looks different for different people. For me, when I was writing the book, we, it was actually one of the hardest years that we've had, um, as to date, just not in our marriage, but just like life was really difficult, hard conversations with people, hard business things, a lot of, like we lost a lot of finances and um had to close doors and so there's a lot of grief the year that I wrote the book and um and I found myself continually saying this is so hard this is so hard this is so hard like 50 times a day (laughs) it was not very fun to be in my mind and um and I found myself you know I had two little ones and a baby and it was really hard to have joy and I think for me um in that season I don't even know if I would say I complained. I think I just had lost all my joy and it felt really hard to wake up in the day and to do the things that was required. I had a hard time finding like being able to laugh. I felt like I just wanted to like get the things done and it just felt joyless if I'm honest. And I know there's other seasons for me where I do complain in my heart a lot or I grumble. We're always telling our kids, um, you know, that Bible verse, do it everything without complaining and grumbling. Um, But I need to tell myself that. And so that's kind Mm -hmm. of sometimes, and then, you know, you could get cynical, you could get critical, you could get judgmental, all the things. It depends on what is happening and where your heart is at. Um, And so, yeah, I think it's so common. But I think just like what we were talking about being on, maybe actually, no, being on guard is so true. But I think, um, the thing I've really been learning lately is to not be so critical of myself or judgmental, but to be so gentle um, because Jesus is so gentle. You know, the one thing mm-hmm. it says about his character in the Gospels, Matthew 11, I think 29, is that he is gentle and lowly. And I'm learning so much this year, just he's so much more gentle than I think and that I know. And so to be gentle with ourselves and if we find ourselves complaining or if we find ourselves feeling dissatisfied or comparing ourselves or just not being able to laugh or whatever it is, to just instead of be condemning of ourselves, to be really curious, like, oh, Mm -hmm. like instead of like, oh, I can't believe that I am complaining again, just be like, oh, I wonder what's going on in my heart right now where I am complaining a lot. Like, Lord, will you Mm -hmm. tell me what what I'm thinking about, what am I, what lies am I believing? What hard things am I walking through that you want to heal and you want to make whole and to just be really curious and aware of what we're feeling. I think as moms, it can be, um, I mean, this is something I'm learning just 
as me and the things that like I need healing from. But I think also in motherhood, it can be really easy to, we're just always needing to take care of people and pouring into our kids. And you can go throughout your day and stuff down your feelings or say, oh, I can't get to that right now. Like I need to hold it together. But to give yourself time to unpack your heart and to be aware of what's going on in your mind and heart and to lay those before the Lord and maybe to go to a good friend and talk to it about or a counselor or a parent um, and to really seek out those things of why do I feel dissatisfied right now? Why am I acting out in these ways? And the Lord and will be so faithful to show us. And it'll be so gentle. We don't have to fear that. You know, he's mm-hmm. always, he's after our healing and our wholeness and our joy. Like, so I was just reading John 15 day. And so many times he said, I say this to you for your joy, that your joy may be complete so that you will have peace. Like that's his goal. That's his heart. And so we don't have to fear um, seeing what's under the covers of our heart, so to speak, or mm-hmm. um, we don't have to fear being honest with him or confessing or repenting. A huge thing that I've been learning the last six months is repentance is a gift. I think I've always feared it because I, oh, yeah, sure. um, the shame there or like, oh, I did something wrong or even with the Lord and just realizing, no, like repentance is such a gift and that there's healing and wholeness and peace and joy when we do that. And so, um, so yeah, that's a long answer to your question. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And you tapped into all of the major messages here on the podcast. I mean, it's just so aligned. It's insane about curiosity and the importance of that, that there is no one size fits all answer for anybody ever about things. So, and just that you'll know, like, so what does dissatisfaction look like? You're not giving us a list um, to compare our satisfaction levels to, you know, you're not giving us a, a diagram or even a band aid, you know, for our dissatisfaction, but saying that there are seasons and different personalities and that everyone's unique and that we're all so human, which is so important to remember. And just knowing those things, you'll know what dissatisfaction looks like and feels like in your, in your life. And also self-awareness. That's another message that's really huge here on the podcast and, and just being aware of, you know, all of it, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, all of it. Um, and I really appreciate that you've given us gentleness as an option. Mm -hmm. So another wonderful, wonderful word that's just not mainstream, but I feel like it should be Um, and presented to us of like, you have the opportunity for gentleness right now, gentleness with yourself, gentleness with your children, gentleness with the the person who just cut you off in traffic. (laughs) You, you have that as an option. So if you can keep that in your toolbox in your tool belt and just pull that out and know that, that that is an option would be life-changing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Well, for readers of the book, what, what do you hope moms take away from your book ultimately at the end of the day? Yes. Um, my hope, and it's been really cool because, um, my launch team has read the book and so they've given me feedback and the greatest thing that they have said is your book. It was funny. One of the girls was like, no offense, but I like put down your book and all I wanted to do was read God's word. And I'm like, that is the greatest, <laughs> um, praise God. Like that's the greatest compliment. And I think that's it is I just want the whole, I wanted to create this coffee table book. It has beautiful pictures of Maui and our family and it has recipes in it. And, but I want it to be something where maybe you would go to it instead of scrolling through Instagram to really find the heart behind the pictures and where God meets us in those moments. And so my heart is that people will, women will read it and feel the presence of God, that they will want to be drawn to him and long for mm-hmm. him and to find his gentle heart and his kindness towards them and his faithfulness, um, whatever they're walking through, whether you're walking through a really difficult time right now, or it's just that everyday mundane and life feels a little magicless or like, oh, it's just Groundhog's Day. It's the same thing every day, or I'm really tired and exhausted of pouring out so much just that you will really experience God's presence with you and him pouring into your heart as you read these pages. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that so much. Well, you offer a lot of support for moms and families. And I was wondering if you could share some more about what it is you offer. Yes. So, um, 
I mean, you can follow me on Instagram, but my husband and I, we run family teams. So it's a organization online. We do like a membership thing. We have conferences, we have e-courses, and it's just to really provide tools um, to families of how to um, have a family that's on mission for the Lord, how to integrate. We talk a lot about how the industrial revolution really um, was not so great for families. It separated families. It made everyone go and do everything separately, individualism. Um, and so our hope is that we'll draw families back together. And, um, you know, we talk a lot about dads being like the coaches of their family. And I think it can be easy for dads to not necessarily feel like they have a place in their home or to not know how to be a dad or to like, you know, it can be really easy. You know, we have great CEOs at companies and they know how to run a business. But then when they get home, they're like, oh, I don't really know how to do this. We talk, you know, culture talks about like this is the mama's nest, which I'm like, yeah, there's some things about that for sure. But our hope is to bring dads back to the home and have their hearts toward the home. And so we talk a lot about coaching and like this is their team and how can you coach your team and how kids, um, you know, different roles that different kids play. We talk about how our oldest is um, kind of like the captain of the team. And so she has different responsibilities, but also oh, that's so good. bless her in different ways because she is the oldest and has more responsibility. Um, our middle kid, we just see him as such a bridge. Like he, he bridges the two together and is such a peacemaker and like a unifier. Um, Lucy, the youngest, we're still trying to, she's just like a fireball. So we're trying to figure her out still. <laughs> I'm so with you on that one. <laughs> She's like one of my favorite people in the world. I'm like, wow. Um, so yeah, so we're just, our, you know, so we're trying to just like give tools to families and to um, give them a greater like purpose and vision of what the Lord intended for families and to send them out on mission. So um, that's the biggest thing, familyteams.com. We have a podcast mm-hmm. for that. And yeah. That's amazing. You <laughs> just described my family. <laughs> And it's so wonderful. And already I'm like, all right, let's get you on the schedule for the next conversation about how to integrate dads and, and changing things, all the things, all the things. I, I hear what it is you're saying. I feel that in my own life. We have chosen a lifestyle for our family where we're together as much as we can be. And and when we have that separateness, um, we feel it. Yeah. And, and um, it makes me think, uh, obviously. <laughs> and, and pregnancy has left me pondering way more than I thought that it would. <laughs> But yeah, wow, that's amazing. I will be sure to link to those in the show notes. Alyssa, this has been so wonderful. I love how you're talking about life and giving us ideas and opportunities and tools. You know, these just aren't ideas. You're actually, you know, with your familyteams.com. I know you even have practical things down to a calendar, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, just so it's, it's not just talking in, in, in metaphors and, you know, La-ti-da, life is beautiful. Life is wonderful. Maui, all the things it is those things, but then it's the practical things. And I really feel like you've held our hands and our hearts as you walked us through the highs and lows, and then also giving us direction and guidance of how to feel satisfied, how to feel connected, on a whole level, which is something that we try to do so often here on Elevating Motherhood. This has been amazing. I am so stoked for June 15th when your book comes out. Alyssa, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me, Lori. This was so fun. That's it for this episode of Elevating Motherhood. Thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found some insight and inspiration or maybe a little of both. If you like today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. I use your feedback to plan future shows and cover topics that serve you. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Links to those accounts are in the show notes. For more information, including today's show notes, head to elevatingmotherhood.com. That's elevatingmotherhood.com. Thanks again, Mama. I appreciate you.